Hello and welcome to another episode of Industry Celebrities. My name is Kimberly Scott. Industry Celebrities is a podcast where I interview industry professionals in any industry and I ask them questions about their industry or their passion. Plus, my guests will share a little advice to their younger self. If you want to tune into other episodes, you can do so by going to thatkimberly.com. And while you're there, you can choose which platform to listen to the podcast on, maybe even rate the podcast. And now uh, that I, I have that out of the way, I'd like to introduce my guest today, Miss Stacy Westbay. Hello. Hello, Miss Stacy. How are you doing? I'm good. It's nice to finally be doing this with you. I know. I'm so excited. talking about it for months. (laughs) You might need to lean into the (laughs) mic just in case. Yes, months. But hey, however long it takes, I tell people, I'm here when you're ready. (laughs) So excited to be here in your lovely office. Thanks. I always prefer to do them in person, though, so yes. I'm I'm happy to be here. Man, I'm happy that you let me come into your beautiful office. So tell the folks a little bit about the industry you're in and background and how long you've been in your industry. Okay. So I am in multifamily real estate, and I actually started in the business way back in 1996, back in the JPI days, for those of you that are familiar with Which, multifamily. 96. Wow. Yes. A long time ago. Started when I was in undergrad, started part-time leasing, just working on Saturdays and Sundays while all the other cool kids were doing fun stuff. I was working, <laughs> but started in the business with JPI and kind of got looped in, stuck like a lot of people that started in this industry. I moved around with JPI. I lived in Colorado, Arizona. Wow. Moved back to Dallas for grad school. So went to grad school. And then when I was in grad school, started interning with a company called Verde. So wait a minute, like your entire college career, you were leasing? Well, I had moved up with JPI. I was a regional manager for them. Okay. So four years undergrad, then progressed with JPI. Moved out to Colorado as a regional, then was in Arizona. Then left JPI, went back to grad school. Okay. So when I was in grad school, I knew I wanted to stay in the business, but I wanted to... You were already hooked? Yes. I I wanted to move over to the asset management side. So I started interning with Verde as an asset manager. Verde, good old Verde. That's when we met. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And then kind of progressed in my career with Verde, actually moved to Houston with them, was the VP of asset management, and then we sold to Camden. Yes. So we sold to Camden in 2011. I was devastated. Your offices were right across from ours. And I, I know. got to have random lunches with you guys, you whoever did. was it in was the fun. deli. It was fun. It was definitely good times, lots yeah. of memories. So we sold to Camden and then I took a leap of faith and started the gig that I'm doing now. What do you do now? So I work with Revenue Edge and we provide pricing advisory services for folks that want to use revenue management. Okay. Specific to multifamily. Okay. So you went from the owner operated side to the bright side. Of the supplier side, yes, as I, I like did. to say. Yes, the supplier side. <laughs> that's awesome. Yes. And revenue management. Wow. That's a whole other podcast by itself for yes, sure. Because sure. I understand it just enough to make me dangerous, but I don't at the same time being a renter. When people come back and they complain, renters like, oh, how can they? Yesterday it was this price. I was like, look, people, it's like the market. Come on. You know, like it just, well, it is. I have to remind myself, I was booking a flight the other day <laughs> oh, yeah. and didn't act soon enough and logged back in like two hours later and the price went up. And I was like, yeah, I can't complain. This is what I do for a living. So it just is what it is. So. <laughs> Yeah, totally if you don't relate. nab it when it's there, then same rules apply yes. in multifamily as they do in airline and hotel and what's another? Rental cars. Rental cars. Yep. Yes, that's yep. right. The whole thing. So what do you enjoy the most about what you do? 
I think I like it because we talked about the fact that I think a lot of people get in multifamily and don't anticipate making a career out of that mm-hmm. and maybe underestimate the opportunities that are there. So I get a little bit of taste of still the kind of crazy busy schedule that multifamily is, mm-hmm. but also get to channel kind of my passion for educating folks on the business side of what we do. Yeah. When I moved into the asset management side of things, that was where I really enjoyed our business and teaching other folks about how to run a multifamily community. I yeah. mean, if you think about it, you're running essentially a small business on your own if yeah. you manage a property. A billion and, dollar yeah. property. <laughs> yeah. And it's like running a little city. And yeah. so with revenue management, we still get the opportunity to really help folks on their strategic initiatives from a pricing perspective, and then also get to really focus in on education helping some folks who maybe don't understand revenue management yeah. step outside their comfort zone, oh, absolutely. see successes. So we get to touch and feel a lot of different facets of the business. Still. Yeah. I remember when revenue management hit the scene and hearing the discussions at conferences and people, you know, how they were not quite sure if that's what they wanted to do. Do they want to rely on a program system or people, blah, 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 that it was always a debate, but it definitely is something that, you know, 15 years ago, it wasn't around. Right. And, you know, you move forward just like social media wasn't around. I mean, it was, but not for multifamily. So I'm getting to my question. It wasn't around 15 years ago. How did you decide that that was something, you know, instead of staying in the asset management side after all those years, going to the revenue supplier side, right. which is, you know, definitely something that's still kind of new? It is kind of new and you still have those people who were a little reluctant to kind of try it out. So that's part of the fun too, is if you get somebody who is maybe a little reluctant and you get them to switch sides yeah. and they become a believer. So that's nice. But when I was at Verde, we actually evaluated revenue management for a couple of years and then opted to roll it out. Okay. And we rolled it out. We had about 5,000 units on the platform that we chose. And I'm relatively analytical, but also have the operations side too. So I just kind of took to it, really enjoyed doing it Mm -hmm. and thought there would be an opportunity for, you know, owners, operators who maybe have smaller portfolios because we typically focus kind of niche on 10,000 units or less. Yeah. And so I just thought there would be an opportunity for folks who wanted to use it, but maybe didn't want to oversee it in-house Yeah, that's... to outsource it to someone who understood both the operations and the asset management side of okay. things and can help maybe bridge that gap within their organization. You saw a need, if you will, in that segment of our market, yeah. which I truly always used to tell people that, yeah, it's great to have a big management guy, you know, on your roster, but the small to medium size folks will always need you. Not that the, the big guys won't, but it's just, a, you know, it, I feel like there's more services out there to be provided for people who don't have a huge team. Well, and I think you have a bigger opportunity to kind of add value to the yes, organization for absolutely. sure. I mean, they come to rely on that partnership, which is what, you know, we really enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. So you get to help influence their decisions and help them maybe think outside the box and things yeah, of that nature. Absolutely. So, it yeah, definitely fun. makes it for a long lasting career. Yes, yes, for sure. <laughs> so why would you tell someone that they should consider the multifamily space on either side. On either side. Since now you can speak from both sides. So I think there's a lot of opportunity within the industry. And I think folks who maybe get into the industry initially don't consider it as a career, but Mm -hmm. I think folks should consider it as a career. I think there's a lot of avenues, whether it's 
operational, if you get on the corporate level, accounting, finance, development. Yeah. I just think there's a lot of different directions someone can go in mm -hmm. our industry. And so if they, you know, are interested in the people side, the pace of the industry, things of that nature, real estate in general, if they get with an organization where they can kind of attach themselves to folks who want to teach them and kind of help bring them up within the business, there's a ton of different directions that you can go and uh, yeah. make a really good career out mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. I was actually asked by somebody when I lived in Florida after college if I wanted I moved into the property and they had asked me if I was looking for a job and I said, no, and I shouldn't have, I should have said yes, because that would have gotten me a lot sooner than I did. Well, and let me tell you that I think too, and there's a segment I remember when I was at grad school, we brought someone in for a real estate panel and the person they brought in for multifamily was not the image I have of multifamily. Mm -hmm. I mean, this was like Mr. Roper showed up to talk about <laughs> multifamily, which is not at all the yeah. interaction. I mean, we've got some great, talented, amazingly smart people in yeah, this business. absolutely. And so I think there might be a little bit of a stigma that is changing as yeah. far as what this business is and the opportunities that present itself. But I think it's something that folks should definitely take into account because yeah. there's a lot of opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you have your degree, you don't have to, but if you have your degree and you're willing to learn quickly and, and you work know, hard work and hard, absolutely. It's definitely a, a great career path. So the one standing question for this podcast is what would you tell your younger self? <laughs> I knew that was coming because I've listened to a few of your podcasts. Yay. And so I kind of struggled with that. But I honestly, I think. Wait, wait, why would you struggle with that? You could do a couple of things like. No, no I then we'd be here all day. Okay, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. one takeaway I think, though, is. To your younger self. To my younger self and to my today self that I'm trying to kind of flip the switch is, you know, life is short and to enjoy the journey. I think I have always focused really, really hard on my career. You know, I mentioned I moved around yeah. my education, gone to grad school, undergrad, and didn't necessarily stop enough to kind of smell the roses. Yeah. And I actually remember a distinct conversation I had with you because I have a tendency <laughs> when I travel for work <laughs> To in and out really quick. I like to sleep in my own bed, that kind of thing. And you and I had a conversation one time and you were like, you know what, do something fun in every city that you go to, yeah. even if it's trying a cool restaurant or something like that. And stay the weekend. Yes. Stay the weekend. <laughs> and not too long ago, and I know probably the majority of the folks listening to this podcast have been touched by cancer or something in some way, shape or form. Unfortunately, it's becoming very prevalent. But one of my very best friends, her stepdad passed away within mm. a month of being diagnosed. Wow. And that just really helps to shed perspective on things. Absolutely. And life is just so short. So I have tried to much more make myself embrace the concept that life is short. So say the things you want to say, do the things you want to do. But I did channel a little bit of you on a recent trip to New York. I still did an in and out, but I had like three hours to spare. And oh. I normally would have gone back to the airport and sat and worked. And I hopped my ass in an Uber and I went to the Empire State awesome. Building and I took pictures. I'm so proud of you. And I got back to the airport with about 45 minutes to spare, which was fine. We made it. Yeah. But I was like, Kimberly would be proud. Yes. Little Kimberly, and it's something fun. <laughs> so that would be my advice to kind of slow down, enjoy life. Yes, it's quick. It goes Abs fast. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I definitely can say it was after my mom getting sick that I was like, okay, 
I need to enjoy the time that I'm with her, but I have to give credit to, you know, Janet for the one that was always like, we need to do something fun while we're here, you know, like just do it. And and I just got more comfortable with it because I miss going to see Niagara Falls. The one time I went up to Buffalo, New York, you know, and all I did was see the, you know, I was in the plane and you could see it from the plane, but that was it. And so after that trip and the long talk with Janet, I definitely was like, you know, okay. And then when my mom got sick, I was like, yeah, I need to be just, you know, more present and experiencing stuff yes. while I'm out. Experiences. Yeah. Huge. Absolutely. Especially all the cities that we get to go to and things that we get to see and like very blessed at some of the nicest hotels that we've gotten to stay at because of conferences. Mm-hmm. People are like, what? I'm like, yeah, I didn't pay for it. But, <laughs> you know, it's just our industry, but good for you. I'm proud of you. Yeah, I'm proud of me. Yeah. I'm proud of me. So I'm going to continue that trend. I've got some trips on the books good. and things of that nature. Good. So awesome. Excited. Well, I really, truly appreciate you so much for sharing with me today and tell the listeners a little bit about how they can connect with you if they want to learn more about you and what you're doing. Sure. So I am on LinkedIn. So just Stacy West Bay. And then my company's website is revedgesps.com. And the name of the company is Revenue Edge Strategic Pricing Solutions. So yeah. And on Facebook as well. So that's always a good mm-hmm. avenue. Yeah. Hit that like button. <laughs> yes, well, <laughs> we'll take all the followers we can yes. get. <laughs> Maybe we'll get you guys going on a podcast here soon. Yes. Nice. <laughs> Well, thank you again. I appreciate your time, Stacey, so much and allowing me to come to your office and disrupt your day with this little interview. And to all the listeners, remember, if you find that this advice would help someone that you know, please share this episode. And until next week, stay positive and remember sharing is caring. Thanks, Stacey. Thank you.